I'm Siobhan Barnes, ex-commercial and corporate real estate professional turned leadership and life coach, supporting high-achieving professionals to step into purpose-led careers without having to sacrifice their soul, sanity, or steady paycheck. I've coached hundreds of professionals to figure out their unique path to create meaningful success that feels as good on the inside as it looks on the outside using my signature aligned achievement method. In this podcast, I'll share how you can get clarity on your unique path, how to make an impact and step into more purpose in a way that's right and true for you. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Aligned Achiever podcast. I'm your host, Siobhan Barnes, and I'm really excited that you're tuning in today to today's topic, which is all about the road to burnout recovery. Now, the reason why I wanted to talk about this particular topic is that there are actually 12 stages of burnout, and I think it can be really helpful to know where you are on this journey because chances are that if you're not already burnt out or if you're recovering from burnout, this is something that will affect you in this lifetime. And so I wanted to give you a frame of understanding what burnout is and what the different stages are so that you can feel supported to take the proactive steps that you need to really look after yourself. The other day I was having a conversation with someone very close to me in my life and we were talking about receiving support around some of these more challenging topics like mental health, relationships, stress, anxiety. And we were talking about the challenge in that the healthcare system is really designed to solve problems which are already here. And there's so much of the onus on us as individuals to look after ourselves and make sure that we're preventing anything from happening, which can be really challenging to do when you're really busy, you've got a lot on your plate. And you know when you think that your body is expendable and that you're going to be able to keep on going at the pace that you're at. And so that conversation really got me thinking about, okay, what can we do as a prevention measure so that we are better equipped to be able to handle challenges that come up in our life and to know how to handle stress, anxiety, because the truth is we live in a world where there's a lot going on, you know, whether you're tuning into the news, whether you are part of an organization and you've got regular team meetings and board meetings and Asia Pacific meetings or whatever you might have it can be really, really stressful. And so today my intention is to share with you the 12 stages of burnout so that you can begin to see where are you and more importantly, know what you might need to tweak or adjust so that you can really stay in it for the long game and not wait until you're completely burnt out to seek support. Because here's the thing, when we leave these minor stresses and these challenges and those negative thoughts unchecked, they can accumulate, they can build. And it can cause us to take these knee-jerk reactions of quitting or giving up or finding that we end up with a health crisis. And I don't want you to get to that stage. So with that being said, let's dive in. So first and foremost, what is burnout? Well, according to McKinsey, burnout is the feeling of depletion, cynicism, and emotional distance that results from a lack of impact or autonomy at work. 
And burnout is something that has been spoken about at length and researched at length by McKinsey, because since the back of the pandemic, this has been something that has affected many, many of us. And if you're a woman tuning into this in particular, this applies to you as well. In fact, in one McKinsey study, which I will link to in the show notes, they shared that women are facing higher levels of burnout because a third of women and 60% of women with young children actually spend five plus hours a day on housework and caregiving, which is at least half a full-time job, which adds to the stress and the workload of women in the workplace as well. And so let's dive into the 12 stages of burnout so that you can begin to identify where you sit and how you can move this forward for yourself. Now, I want to give credit where credit is due. So these 12 stages of burnout that I'm sharing were originally outlined by psychologists Herbert Freudenberger and Gail North. And they were attributed to by Ulrich Kraft in the Scientific American article from June 2006. And again, I'll pop that into the show notes if you want to check it out. So the 12 stages of burnout are number one, the compulsion to prove oneself. This is when you feel like you constantly have to demonstrate your worth. And because you don't feel good enough, you might find that you're the people pleaser. You're the yes woman who says, yes, I'll take on that job. I'll take on that project because you feel like you need to take on additional responsibilities and you feel like, okay, I've got to be doing more and I've got to be doing it even faster and getting more and more done. So the first step, compulsion to prove oneself. The second step is becoming a bit of a work addict or a workaholic and needing to work harder. What does that mean? Once you have the compulsion to prove yourself, then you're going to continue working hard. You'll take more and more assignments on, you'll say yes to more tasks, and you'll find that your work life really starts to creep into your personal life. So what does that look like? That might look like working extra hours in the evening, taking that 8 p.m. call, that 9 p.m. call, that 10 p.m. call, that 11 p.m. call, answering emails on the weekend putting in regular 10 to 12 hour days to keep on top of everything. And so what it can look like is just a sense of overworking. And you might find that, okay, you still find your job fulfilling and you actually find that you're enjoying yourself because you get that dopamine hit of being dedicated, getting recognized for it and getting everything done. However, it can become a slippery slope because work can begin to feel a little bit like an addiction. And what you might find is that you can't switch off. Personally, for me, I remember this when I was working in corporate, I would wake up at 2 a.m. ruminating, thinking about the meeting or a deal that I was doing and not knowing how somebody was going to respond. And I would see that flashing light on my BlackBerry. (laughs) Yes, I'm dating myself. And I would turn on my BlackBerry and respond to those emails. And so that's a sign of you're becoming a bit of a work addict and continually finding that you're not able to switch off. Stage three is when you begin to neglect your needs. This might look like saying, I'm okay on six hours of sleep, finding that you're skipping out on meals because you're just so busy or grabbing for that nearest junk meal because that's the quickest and easiest thing that you need and you're just going to feed yourself for sustenance. And you might also find that you withdraw from your social circle, your friends, your family, because you become so devoted and so focused on work. Stage four is when you displace conflict. So what that means is that you blame others or you blame your situation for all of your problems, including your stress level. So you might blame the work culture at your organization. 
You might blame your boss for not instilling better boundaries and expectations and continually overworking you. Deep down, you might know that something isn't right here, but instead of finding a solution or making a change, you focus on all of your obligations. You focus on all the things that you've got to do and you find yourself feeling stuck because you feel like you can't change anything because that's just where you're at. So you might find that you start to get more irritable. You might start to feel a little bit more trapped and you might find yourself really overreacting and becoming very impulsive. And that can actually lead to a bit of toxic behavior, which if we look at the broader picture, looking at burnout in general, toxic workplace behavior is one of those things that is negative and it spreads. And that's what causes people to desire to leave because they just don't want to deal with toxic people. Stage five of burnout is when you're doing a revision of values. So this is when you realize you've maybe gone off the path. You're not prioritizing what's really important to you. Maybe you look at your calendar and you realize that it's all work and no play. And what happens is that you start to realize, okay, I'm not spending time with my family. I'm not spending time with my friends. I'm definitely not doing any hobbies. And you realize, okay, that's happening. But then you put everything into the, but it's indulgent. I can't do that. Self-care. I can't do that. Your entire self-worth starts to become very intertwined with your productivity, your accomplishments, what you can achieve, and your friends and your family, your hobbies, your self-care, your well-being, that all really falls to the wayside and it's no longer as important as your work. And you just see that as what it has to be like and you see that as the cost of success. The sixth stage of burnout is the denial of any emerging problems that you might see. So maybe you start to realize that you're beginning to butt heads with other people. You might get really annoyed that you've got incompetent colleagues who are lazy and you might find that your intolerance towards them just builds. You might see others as demanding or undisciplined and you find that the expectations that you put on yourself are what you expect of others. And so you tend to blame others for their poor work, for you having to work harder. You blame time and work pressure for your stress instead of perhaps noticing how you might have changed and how you might be really unfair in terms of your expectations, not only on yourself, but your expectations on others. The seventh stage of burnout is withdrawal. This is when you recognize you're a workaholic and you begin to pull back from relationships. Maybe you don't realize when was the last time that you saw your best friend or you think, gosh, every time I speak to someone in my personal life, it's always about work. And so you start to feel like your social life is really small. It's really non-existent. Maybe your friends don't call you as much anymore. Maybe your partner's constantly annoyed at you because you're never there with them and the kids because you're focused on work. And so you might find that you squirrel yourself away and lean towards things like drinking too much or too much screen time or some other, I put quote unquote addiction or some other strategy to kind of numb you out so that you don't have to feel the discomfort of that because that's really, really hard to face. The eighth stage of burnout is when you actually change your behavior and you realize I'm not becoming the person that I really want to be. I'm not who I am anymore. So maybe your friends or your family are noticing that you've become, you know, really impatient. You're not really there. You're very distracted. Maybe you're always on your phone. Maybe you find that you yourself miss important things like your kid's sports day that you said you'd go to, or you forgot to pick up your kid from daycare or something like that. And you might find that your family and friends start to say, hey, what's going on? We're worried about you. You've changed and you're not changing for the better. 
Stage nine is depersonalization, where you start to become really detached. You're going through the motions. You feel like you just have to get things done and you are somewhat dissociated as if you're kind of just watching yourself go through the motions. And every day is just that. It's a ticking of the to-do list. You know, you've got to be here at X time, achieve Y result. And that enthusiasm that you had for your work is no longer there. You're just feeling like you're really disconnected. You feel indifferent. You don't feel like you can do this for the long term. And you wonder, what am I doing all of this for? Is this what happiness? Is this what my purpose really is? Then comes stage 10, which is inner emptiness. That's when you feel really kind of empty inside. You start to feel as if all these things I'm doing, all this effort I'm putting in, what is it all for? So this is when you might start to dream of starting that business or quitting your job or becoming a charity worker and giving up corporate work and capitalist society and swinging to the other side. And you may turn to, again, those unhealthy options for coping. So you might numb yourself out with TV or drinking or thinking that going away for a weekend or going to a retreat is going to fix things when deep down you just feel completely disconnected and feel really, really empty. Of course, then that bleeds into stage 11, which is depression. This is when your life really starts to take a turn for the worse and you feel really negative. Everything that was once exciting, once you felt like, oh, I'm excited about this holiday, I've got this to look forward to and that to look forward to, suddenly nothing matters. You're not interested in anything. You feel really depleted. You feel really lost. You feel unsure. And your life and your work, they just feel so meaningless and purposeless. And your life goes from excitement and having fun things to do to feeling really gray and black. And it doesn't matter what you do because it makes you feel the same either way, regardless. And then stage number 12 is burnout syndrome. This is when you're totally mentally and physically done. And that might look like time for medical attention. Arianna Huffington, founder of Thrive Global, has a very famous story about how she realized she was burnt out when she was working till the middle of the night and passed out and hit her head on her desk and woke up with blood streaming down her head. And she realized that she was completely burnt out and overworking. And so for her, that's when her body collapsed. And this is the burnout syndrome, the final stage where, you know, you've got to get medical attention. And many professionals take an extended leave from their job in order to heal. And a few weeks ago, I put a call out for market research and to talk to you about burnout. And some of the interesting things I've heard are that some of you are in the throes of burnout and navigating that at the moment. And my heart is with you and stay tuned. I've got many, many more resources coming to support you. And some of you had got to that point of burnout syndrome, quit the job, moved out of the city, took space out, took time out and have gone right back to your roots and gone back to basics. And the truth is, no matter where you are on this spectrum of these 12 stages, my call to action and my invitation for you listening today is to know that you're not alone and that many of us haven't been educated on this. So of these 12 stages, as I've gone through them, I invite you just to think about Where are you right now? Knowing that I've presented these 12 stages linearly, but you don't have to go in that linear fashion. You can jump ahead, you can go back to a stage, but just asking yourself, what stage am I in? And how might you begin to reclaim your time, reclaim your energy and reclaim you? Because it's really important that you're looking after yourself so that you can stay in this for the long run. As I was digging into the McKinsey reports, I was looking at the statistics for women and burnout, and it's so interesting. 
During the pandemic, women senior leaders have been doing up to 26% more to help their employees navigate work-life challenges relative to their male peers. This is according to a McKinsey study. And they've spent time helping people with their workloads, and they're 60% more likely to be more focused on the emotional support of their employees. And when employees do receive that support, they're happier in their job. They're less likely to be thinking about a move. They're less likely to be quitting and leaving their jobs. And I think about this and I think about the conundrum that how fantastic that we have women leaders in positions of power who can support their teams and create change. And what I'm really passionate about is supporting you and in particular women to find the ways to stay in the game if that is right and true for you. Obviously, everybody has their own path to change the culture and to change the way in which we operate. And I know that can sound really Pollyanna and it can sound really naive at times, but I am really hopeful that when more women take up positions of leadership and are able to stay in the game, then we really can create the change that we really need to see. And of course, I'm not saying that men are not fantastic leaders. They absolutely are. I'm just sharing this in relation to the statistics and the numbers that I've seen coming out of these reports. And so this burnout pandemic is absolutely applicable to you and what's going on in your personal life. And I just want to say that there's a broader picture here. When we're burnt out, we can't show up and live a meaningful life and have a full cup from which to contribute and make a difference. And so this burnout is something to address for you first and foremost. And the reason why I'm focusing on burnout so much is that When you're looking to step into a meaningful career to do impactful work as a heart-centered, sensitive woman, if your cup is empty and you are so tired at the end of the day because you've been ticking off all of your to-dos and looking after everyone else, it's a really hard place from which to make really good decisions, to feel resourced to think about your next step and to move forward. And so I really want to support you with addressing burnout so that you can get your energy back and have the space and the time to think about what it is that you want. So we've spoken today about the road to burnout recovery and how to navigate the 12 stages of burnout. And I really focused on this 12 stages of burnout. And the question is, okay, well, how do you recover? How you recover is really three steps. Number one, you get clear on where are you right now? Where are you right now? What stage are you at? Number two, you cull. You cull what you don't need, what's not serving you at the stage that you're in. And then number three, you create. You create new goals, new actions, new routines, new systems and structures that will support you to reclaim your well-being and to get your energy back. So as an example, let's say that you are at the stage of, I'm just going to pick one, realizing that your friends and your family are no longer as important as your work. You don't focus on your family. You don't focus on your friends. You're just focused on work. Self-care has gone out the window. You're just focused on getting the job done. What you do is number one, get clear on, is this really serving you? Is this really you living a life that's aligned to your values, your principles of success? Number two, you would then cull. You'd cull the behaviors that are no longer applicable to you. So you might cull your checking of emails on the weekend. You might cull the attitude of, I don't need to take a holiday and actually take whatever leave you're entitled to. You begin to cull those things that you don't need. 
And then number three, you would begin to create a clear map of like, well, where do I want to be spending my time? So if you know you want to be spending more time with your family, you'd create a goal around that. You might decide to do a family dinner once a week. You might decide to see your friends once every quarter, whatever it might be, you would then begin to create a plan. Now, that's just one example of how you might apply the three C's to where you are in terms of burnout. But if you really want to go deeper, I really want to invite you to join me for an upcoming workshop where I'll be teaching you the three secrets to beat burnout. We're going to talk about how you can manage your stress. How can you reclaim your time and your energy so that you achieve the goals that really matter to you? During that workshop, we're going to explore how to identify the phase of burnout you're in and your next best step to take you from feeling overwhelmed to clear on what you want. We'll talk about the three secrets to beat burnout that don't involve bubble baths, crystals, or a massage, and how you can use these practical tools to regain your energy. We'll also explore how to navigate the specific challenges that women face managing work and personal life so that you can reclaim your time. So I shared those stats with you and then the question becomes, okay, right, well, what do we do about that? I'll also explore with you where you can start when you feel like you're in a cycle of constant stress and busyness without getting any closer to your goals. And we'll talk about how to build emotional resilience when you feel like you're hanging on by a thread. So if you'd like to sign up for that workshop, it's coming up on Tuesday, the 12th of September. I'll pop a link to that in the show notes, which you can find over at SiobhanBarnes.com forward slash 76. That's the number 76. And I would really love to support you in your road to burnout recovery in this workshop so that we can really address those three key secrets to beating burnout. And these are going to be the biggest impact makers, the needle movers to get you back on track. Because as I always say, every week you are here for a reason beyond merely hustling, grinding, and merely surviving. You truly, truly matter. So come and join me. Let's stop the burnout. You are brilliant. You have so much to share in the world. You have so much to enjoy in the world. And let me guide you on how you can begin to reclaim your time, your energy, and yourself in and amongst your busy, busy to-do list. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I will share more with you next week.